When are we gonna stop asking homeschool moms how their kids get socialized? You don't realize how much they're just learning through everyday life too. What public schooler do you know that knows everything? Nobody. And people think when you homeschool, you need to learn everything. And you don't. That's the beauty about homeschooling. Having them fall in love with reading and be able to read and comprehend is key. Yeah. Like, do not skip that step. And I know I struggled with that, like reading comprehension. And that's because I was sped through it. Whereas in homeschool, you can take your sweet time. What do you value? And does your life right now align with achieving those values i say do you think i'm weird mm -hmm. which i mean that's debatable but i think your <laughs> Don't kids answer that question <laughs> hi ladies i'm marianne and i'm olivia and this is the related to motherhood podcast our mission is to keep stay at home and work from home moms company while encouraging you to pursue excellence in motherhood while serving the lord and your families really well in episode six we did the funniest quiz i think i've ever seen in my life we were very exposed yes it was we very were. vulnerable y'all know us really well now yes you know our 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 innermost thoughts and yeah it, it's it was a lot but it was hilarious yes definitely go back and watch episode six yes it was funny yeah i listened to it on the way here and i laughed the whole time if i didn't know us i think we were hilarious if i didn't know us i'd want to know us yeah <laughs> Because, yeah. you know, that's my type of person right mm -hmm. there that's just like anti-establishment, pro-freedom <laughs> and natural living. So um, what's going on today? Like anything exciting happening? We or... just have a huge hurricane hurtling towards yeah, us. Yeah, no, no pressure. I don't know where you guys are listening from, but we live in Florida. Mm -hmm. And I think my husband said this morning... We normally don't get hurricanes this early in the season, mm -hmm. so it's going to be a tough hurricane season, I think. Mm -hmm. He thinks it's going to be hurricane after hurricane after hurricane. And my husband owns a lawn care business, uh, so that definitely throws a wrinkle in things this yeah, fall. that's not fun. And my poor Olivia is so nervous about the hurricane. Yeah, like, uh, you are you haven't lived through them. <laughs> yeah, like, I haven't been here my whole life. Yeah, no, I – we just with us – I don't know. There's something about owning a home mm -hmm. and, like – going through your first hurricane season yeah. it's a and little... you have animals yes we live in a little animals. subdivision we don't even expect to lose power if we do mm -hmm. lose power we have a generator yeah we have some neighbors that i'm sure we can like round We're, the troops yeah. up and <laughs> and share supplies if mm -hmm. anything goes horribly wrong but literally nothing's gonna happen yeah that'll be fine it's gonna be a few drizzles yeah hopefully yeah as long as i i made a tiktok last night it was my best work i must say <laughs> Um, and the only thing we're concerned about is losing air conditioning in my house because it's hot. This episode will definitely be coming out after the hurricane passes, mm -hmm. so I hope I don't eat my words, but yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, that's good. All right. So speaking of the quiz that we took, um, in episode six, we're going to talk about something today that we both really love. Yeah. We're both passionate about mm -hmm. and that's homeschooling and just mm -hmm. all of the, Hear some of the things that people say about it that are not true, our thoughts about it, and all of that good stuff. So you guys know I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, so mm -hmm. I'm not officially homeschooling yet, but man, am I excited. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to do it, and you have recently started homeschooling. Yeah, so we have a seven, just newly yesterday, she turned seven, um, seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and we do homeschool um, with our seven-year-old. And we love it. Like we, I think you said this a couple episodes ago or maybe last episode, 
I could not imagine like our lifestyle doing it any other way. I could talk for hours about all the reasons I want to homeschool, like mm-hmm. why I want to homeschool and why I'm excited to homeschool. So it's not for me a second option it's like the first option for me Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of reasons why but can i ask you a question sure when are we going to stop asking homeschool moms how their kids get socialized yeah because it's 2023 and i just cannot believe people still believe that myth and someone said it to my face that's wild it blows my mind that people think homeschool kids i mean i understand why they think that way Mm -hmm. when i grew up I only knew the huge families that lived on acreage and homeschooled all eight of their kids at once right. and they wore the long dresses and they were all really shy. Like that's definitely a stereotype because it's true. Mm-hmm. But that is not my experience at all in 2023. And let me ask you, what are those kids doing now? Are they like successful adults and have normal lives or are they? I don't I, I didn't follow up. Yeah, maybe you should because I'm curious. <laughs> I didn't follow up with them. I would imagine they probably have their own businesses and things. Hopefully they're married. I don't know. But I feel like when someone says to me, like, aren't you worried about your kids being weird? I say, do you think I'm weird? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's debatable. But I think your <laughs> don't kids. Don't that question. <laughs> I think your kids a lot of times kind of turn out like the parents. So if the parents are to you, quote unquote, weird, that's the culture they're living in. That's their home environment. And so they might turn out in a way that you feel is weird. But do you think you're weird? Mm -hmm. Like if you homeschool your kids and you think you're well adjusted and you um, like who you are and like what you do, then you can transfer that to your kids because you're going to be their primary influence. I never was homeschooled. I think I maybe was homeschooled for a couple of weeks once, but I a never, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I never was homeschooled and, um, it's just, it's wild to me. And I, Mary and I have some differing opinions about this. So I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. So when it comes to socialization, I already see the way we socialize my Mm three-year-old, and I think we're doing a fantastic job, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Looking into her future, I love the idea of her not being in a school setting where she's around all of her same age peers and um, being made to sit still for long periods of time Mm -hmm. and follow the rules that make it most convenient for the adults around them and... Uh, she's going to be exposed to so much, much, a huge variety of people. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to have our neighborhood. Well, we already do have our neighborhood friends and we have our park friends and we will have our church friends and we'll eventually have our co-op friends. And so that's people or those are children, you know, around her age, but varying ages. She'll be playing with 12 year olds and two year olds and six year olds, um, and I think in a lot of homeschool co-ops, the high schoolers help teach the younger kids. Mm-hmm. So she'll be interacting with really energetic 17-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And um, and aside from that, she's already ordering her own food at restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I'll give her my debit card to go check out at a, ca- at a cash register if it's an appropriate situation. And she makes friends with the adult, the elderly neighbors in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean the the opportunities for her to socialize are endless because it is important to me and I am a people focused person mm-hmm. and I love being around people 
and um, I love chatting, I love socializing, and that's going to very easily for me transfer to my kids. So when people ask, what about socialization? Because she's not in a kindergarten classroom with 20 other kindergartners, it mm. honestly blows my mind. You actually brought this point up to me when we've talked about it before. It can't be like good for them to be around kids only their age in a classroom setting. I mean, I don't want to say it's not good for them because tons of people send their kids to a regular brick and mortar type school and they're fine, fine. Um, I probably shouldn't have done that, but I did. <laughs> but you know For what those I'm saying? Just listening, she yes, put that in I, I did put are, that in are any of us, And, and are then any... Mary gave me a little look like, I can't believe you just said Are that. any of us fine, though? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but I had never thought about it like that, and it is very true. So my little juicy, juicy about... What's your hot take, Olivia? <laughs> about the socialization is that literally I just don't care. And I don't say that like in a prideful, um, like I don't care if my kids never or whatever. Um, but like I've said this multiple times on this podcast and it really just is my analogy and everything for life, just the way that we live our life. Um, our home unit is like what's most important. And obviously they learn a lot of socialization, you know, from me and their dad. But frankly, I don't really want my kids acting like the kids at school, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want, and I don't mean that ugly, and I said that in quotes too, because that's one of my Southern slings, but I don't mean it hurtful, but not everyone is raising their kid like I am raising mine, you know, to be set apart and all of those things. So, yeah, no, I I don't want my kid socialized. Yeah. Well, I find it interesting where right now with my three-year-old, we have a huge influence on what she's exposed to, Mm -hmm. and... She has limited amounts of TV, and they're very juvenile shows with, mm-hmm. with, in my opinion, mostly positive behaviors being modeled. And she has limited uh, influence from unsupervised kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, it's interesting whenever she is around other kids who do go to school how I can very clearly see the difference in her behavior and her trying to say things that she wouldn't normally say or push boundaries she wouldn't normally push because it's been modeled to her. Mm -hmm. And I just think being wise about limiting um, unsupervised exposure during these young formative years is just really wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just like adults, like, if we're hanging out with someone or constantly talking to someone who is not why, you know, it's not a wise influence in our life. Well, kids are the same way, mm-hmm. if not more, you know, a lot more so. So my husband doesn't want me watching like trash TV anymore because it negatively impacts mm-hmm. my behavior. It really does. Mm-hmm. I watch the Kardashians and <laughs> think it's not affecting me. And my husband's like, girl, it's affecting you. Yeah, it I, does. I can see it like mm-hmm. in my own life. Um, yeah, it's just, it's all, I, yeah, I just don't, the whole idea around that your kid isn't going to be socialized is just a joke to me because if it is important to you, there are lots of ways you can socialize them. And when I tell you it's not important to me, that makes me sound awful, but it's, do you, it's not do you pri- understand what I'm yes. saying? You're saying it's not a primary focus for you. Right. There's so many other things 
that come primary but it's not that it's not included at all your kids come socialize with my kids Mm -hmm. they socialize with kids at church like Mm -hmm. they definitely get plenty of socialization opportunities but i literally have heard parents say and homeschool parents and you may think this way so let's and we've not talked about this we're talking about it on podcast maybe i should have (laughs) warned you (laughs) maybe you feel this way but i don't even feel like i've heard homeschool parents say well crap i need to let my kid join a sports team because they need to socialize i disagree I don't Mm. think you have to. As a parent, you have, you get to choose the level of input you put into this as a priority. Mm -hmm. And so if you as a parent are interested in homeschooling, but you're really afraid of your kid becoming socially awkward, um, number one you can see that happening before your very eyes and make adjustments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you see your kid becoming socially awkward, help put them in situations to help them grow. And you have control over that. How cool is that? Um, but also you get to choose how many things you're involved in. Mm-hmm. So it's not a high priority to you. So you guys spend a lot of days at home mm-hmm. in the slow living, taking care of your home and your little homestead and, and your kids socializing together. And, my kids have a lot more opportunities to be around people and quote unquote socialize because it's what I enjoy doing. Yeah. I enjoy doing it more than you. And so it's up to the parents and you have control over that, which I think is great. Yep. I agree. Everyone's just surviving out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in this episode, we wanted to bust some homeschool myths that we have heard directly to our faces mm-hmm. or we've seen it online and... Um, we have a list of several we want to get through. I hope we can get to them all because I, I there's dozens of reasons why I'd want to homeschool. But another one I hear a lot, homeschool myth, is that your kids will fall behind academically. And you and I also have differing opinions about this one. Do we? I, <laughs> I think know. so. I think you're you still fall into the camp of like, you don't care that much. Like you. You want your kids to do well academically, but it's not the most important thing to yeah. you. And to some people, it is the most important thing mm-hmm. is your kid excelling academically. And I say... Which is my husband. In homeschool, <laughs> you absolutely can help your kid excel academically. That's what I plan to do. Mm-hmm. I was always pretty excellent in academics, and um, I, I'm so excited to teach it to my kids. I'm excited to teach the math. I'm excited. I'm so excited to teach my daughter to read. We're already starting on it little by little. And it's been such a joy to watch her learn her A. She's <laughs> she's uh-huh. learned a, a, apple, <laughs> you know. So it's very, right now, it's very phonetic. We're just learning about sounds and learning about rhyming and learning about um, uh, like slowly learning the alphabet. I'm no pressure at all. Um, but... I've really been enjoying it, and I do plan to help my kids succeed academically um, because it is important to me. But again, it doesn't have to be important to you, to mm-hmm. be honest. Is yeah. that a, is that crazy talk or what? Yeah, so y'all are going to get tired of me saying this, but it's, it's my slogan. Um, I have one goal in this life, and it's to get my kids to heaven. <laughs> So, like, honestly, the way that I see, like, academics and stuff like that um, is I want them to obviously be very smart and all those things. If they want to go to college and do all those things, I want them to do that. Um, 
But my goal as their mama is for them to learn all of the skills they need to learn in order to go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. So, like, they need to learn how to read. You know, they need to know how to write. They need to know how to do some math, even though their mom's not very good at it. Like, things like that, you know? like And obviously, like I said, if my daughter came to me and was like, hey, mom, I want to go to Yale, <laughs> I'd be screwed. But <laughs> I would navigate it. You know what I'm saying? So the thing about academics, in my opinion, when it comes to homeschooling is, especially in these young formative years, like three, four, seven, eight years old, Mm -hmm. you're teaching your kids to love to learn. Mm -hmm. You're teaching your kids to love to pursue excellence and, and you're teaching them how to teach themselves. And so, yes, I'm going to help my child learn how to read, but as soon as she can read, the world will open up for her mm-hmm. when it comes to what that she can learn. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to instill in her a love for learning to where when she realizes she's really interested in marine biology, go at it, girlfriend. Like mm-hmm. I would, I'll get her all the resources. We'll go to the library. I'll teach her how to look stuff up online. Mm-hmm. And once she learns to read and read fluently and comprehensively, she will be able to just dig into um, the academics she wants to pursue. And when it comes to math and language arts and science, those really are, especially in elementary school, it's easy, y'all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People think it's so hard. Um, you, you feel like as a mom, you have to know it. I don't remember half of elementary math Mm -hmm. but good thing I have an adult brain who as I read the curriculum I can quickly comprehend it and help teach it to my daughter and then I'll be relearning all these things that I actually want to learn now because I had had the love of learning beat out of me in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways when I was young and now that I'm an adult and I realize like life is about experiences and learning I'm going to be excited to learn all this again and then feel like (laughs) I'm not a funny dud when it comes to knowing these basic uh, language arts skills that I shouldn't have not forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think when it comes to academics, moms especially who don't have teaching degrees think that they can't teach it, but that's what curriculum's for. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the resources around you are for. There are online things where you could have a teacher teach your kid and then you help supplement or you could bring your husband on board like mm-hmm. you plan to do with math um don't feel limited to what you currently know in your brain because trust me girlfriend I don't remember anything <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything I'm gonna be relearning with my kids and that's really exciting like Mary just said too like utilizing other people in your life mm-hmm. I'm sure there are going to be times we have a curriculum that we use right now that we love. It's a beautiful curriculum and it's been, <clears throat> our daughter has just fallen in love with learning and all of those things. But there may be something that I'm stuck on one day and that's why I have my sister-in-law. It was really good in school. <laughs> Your husband yeah. is... He's doing her, he's teaching her math right now yeah. and it's just, she, it's she tells that, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, literally... So the way that we do homeschool right now, the way that it's set up for us is honestly, we are focusing almost a whole year. We're trying to focus like a school year on mastering reading mm-hmm. because she, um, she did, I talked about this last episode, she was in brick and mortar school and just fell really behind. 
So we're going back to the basics of just learning and enjoying learning. And um, so we're focusing this year on reading and obviously, you know, doing math and things like that because the reading, state of Florida has reading requirements. Reading is key. Mm-hmm. Having them fall in love with reading and being able to read and comprehend is key. Yeah. Like, do not skip that step. Because how many adults do you know that say, like, I've read this page three times and I still don't understand what it says. Like, mm-hmm. I've read this sentence over and over again and for some reason I can't comprehend what it says. Don't skip that step and the world is their oyster. Well, that's the beauty about homeschooling. So just like you said, that probably happened. I know I struggled with that, like mm-hmm. reading comprehension or comprehension. And that's because I was sped through it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in homeschool, you can take your sweet time. You can take a year literally and say, okay we have one book and we're going to master how to read this one book. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the beauty of it. It's not a, there's no timeline of like what has to be done besides mm-hmm. state requirements, you know? But so fine. the cool thing. So, so far we've hit on the socialization and it's up to you as the parent, how much you socialize or don't socialize your kid. And you have control over that with homeschool. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to academics, it's up to you as the parent whether you just really focus on helping them excel or whether you let them take their time and focus on whatever their individual interest is at the time. And that is under your control as a parent. And that's what I love Mm -hmm. because you love your kid the most. You want them to succeed the most. And this makes me think of, I think, parents who their kids are currently in school and if you have a desire to perhaps homeschool them, you think, like there's no way I could take on all this responsibility Mm -hmm. there's no way we would have time to teach them everything the public school teaches them Mm -hmm. but you're only used to having a couple hours a day with your kid you might have like two hours in the evening with your kid before you're doing dinner and bedtime routine you're gonna have all day and you only need like two hours Mm -hmm. two hours most days of the week for years on end you're gonna cover a lot of material I think there's this myth that if your kid goes to public school that they'll learn everything they need to know. They don't learn everything in public school, just like you're not going to learn everything in homeschool. Mm -hmm. That's why you need a love of learning so you can continue learning your whole life because um, what public schooler do you know that knows everything? Mm -hmm. Nobody. And people think when you homeschool, you need to learn everything. And you don't. Yeah. Well, and we've talked a little bit about you don't realize how much they're just learning through everyday life too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do school three days a week and we do it for about an hour. Like we, you know, we will break down and that's all we do. Um, but that. And your daughter's seven and she's in. We're redoing first the grade. The equivalent to first grade. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. And it's just, that's what works for us. Mm-hmm. I, I read somewhere that, um, because of our kids attention span and things like that I don't know how accurate this is I'm not a scientist I don't know but they were saying that um because of our kids attention span it's better to do like small increments and and then like take a little dance break and then you know come back and and it really that has worked for us so Mm -hmm. it ends up being about an hour three days a week that we do school and the Mm -hmm. rest we are learning through doing we're learning through just life and it's Mm -hmm. so that's the next um thing we wanted to talk about related to why we were before this episode uh before we started recording we said what are the things we want to hit on because there are dozens of things we could talk about and something really important to you that you wanted to talk about was the skill building aspect of homeschooling Mm -hmm. and how many and this is not a direct i I don't want to compare everything to public school because it's just totally different 
Um, there are positives to public schooling, just like there's positives to homeschooling. Um, but when it comes to skill building, in my opinion, homeschoolers have the time and the input from their parents who really care about them as individuals to focus on building real life skills. Mm -hmm. Our legacy, I'm hoping, besides the fact that we love Jesus, is that we were homesteaders, that we were self-sufficient, and that we, you know, all of those things. So that's what we're teaching our kids. We're teaching our kids. We have a lot of chickens because I chicken mouth is real and I can't stop buying them. <laughs> and you don't even eat eggs, my poor I don't. girl. Listen, I've started because I know they're full of protein, <laughs> so I just gag my way through it. Oh but once God. you watch a chicken lay an egg a few times, you change your mind about eggs being delicious. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's a lot. Um, so yeah, we have like 15 chickens because I just can't stop buying them. And our kids, like they are their responsibility and not in a like mean way, but they are and they love it. They love like, okay, it's time for the girls to free range, like go let them out of their cage, go collect They're the eggs. They're taking responsibility and ownership over something that's important. And yeah. kids, it's important for kids to feel like important members of their homes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um them helping with the trash them helping you know put away dishes our I talked a little bit about one of our very first episodes about how needy our four-year-old is and how he is a baby like he is the baby and he knows he's the baby he'll literally look at me and say I'm your mama baby that's what he says um, but even like with him trying to give him more responsibility I think I might say this with every single point that we make in this mm -hmm. in this podcast episode but the coolest thing about homeschool is you can make it what you want. And mm -hmm. so while your family really va values right now homesteading and self-sufficiency, uh, <laughs> I've never cared for a chicken they, in my life. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they like when I bring them eggs. <laughs> I We do. It would be awesome for us to eventually be self-sufficient, but it's not where we're at in our life right now. Mm -hmm. And so we get to pour into our kids a value that's important to us, which is entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And so you get to teach your kids um, all about self-sufficiency. And we're going to focus on, I want my 12-year-old, by the time my kids are 12, I want them to have their own businesses mm -hmm. um, incorporated in everything, mm -hmm. like LLCs, paying taxes. And by the time they're 18, I want our kids to have profitable businesses. I want them to have real life experience managing and handling money, knowing how to handle profits and how to make decisions and relate to customers and develop product and mm -hmm. streamline systems. Like entrepreneurship is really important to Drew and I, and I want to instill that in my kids because that's the way I, if I got to choose the way I want them to live. And so I want them to have the confidence of knowing how to run a business and with homeschooling, I'm just so confident that we'll have the time to instill that in them. Mm -hmm. And I'm so like, by the time they're 18, I have all the confidence in the world that they're going to have the confidence to go into the workforce and have agency over their own life, mm -hmm. not to be a victim to their circumstances, that no matter what life throws at them, they'll be able to navigate it um, confidently and hopefully with 
hopefully we'll have developed relationships to where my husband and I can still be for there for them and supporting them and and that leads into our next point which is family dynamics Mm -hmm. and how we believe homeschooling is going to help enable us to have more positive family dynamics it's just a time thing you know so we are all home together all the time I've said that lots of times in the podcast my husband works from home I'm obviously home so I think it's just the time of that we are literally with each other pretty much all of the time so like you kind of have to figure it out you know you, you don't have a choice and just the family dynamic of them being each other's biggest fan and um, seeing mom and dad, you know, being each other's biggest fan and just learning that the, what's the word I'm looking for now? I can't think of the word, but learning like that the nuclear family, which I know mm-hmm. is a, <laughs> a <laughs> Some touchy. people love it. Some people hate it. <laughs> that the nuclear family really is just such a blessing mm-hmm. and that, um, can be something really, really special if you're willing to put in the, the effort for it to be, you know? What about you? What do you think? My experience being home with my kids, my husband works from home, I'm home with the kids, is that we just have so much time, like you said, mm-hmm. to develop the family dynamics that I want. Mm-hmm. So my kids see my husband and I argue, mm-hmm. and then they see the resolution to that. Yeah. Um, they see mom doing her devotions in the morning they get to experience um keeping our house tidy all together and um doing grocery shopping all together and they get to like we have time in the day to have a slow morning and go out and have an adventure and go to the park and come home for naps and have a restful afternoon and have family dinner like we have time for all of these dynamics that I cherish and that I value that we absolutely did not have when I was a full-time working mom, Mm -hmm. bottom line, we didn't have the time for it. We didn't have the time for the things that value, that I value when I was leaving for work at 7 a.m. and getting back from work at 6 p.m. There was time for almost nothing. And so um, while I Maybe we'll have time to hit on it in this episode that I think even if you're a single working mom, you could still homeschool. Um, so it's not like you have to have this perfect family dynamic in order to homeschool, but for us having the wife in particular available for the children, for the home to homeschool just helps our actionable things that we do day to day to day align with my value system. I agree. Yeah. I just think that it's so, um, for this next generation of kids like how incredible is it going to be you know like just for the decisions Mm -hmm. that we've made right now when they're little their little brains are making all of these neuro connections and their brains are literally being developed Mm -hmm. and they're learning right now how they see the world Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people this is another myth I don't know if it's a myth or if it's reality but people consider homeschoolers to be sheltered Mm -hmm. and to me that's such a good thing when Mm -hmm. your kids are young because when your kids are young they either see the evil and the pain and the hurt and the meanness of the world and that shapes the way they see the world 
or you shelter them you protect them and they see the love and the goodness and the kindness and the generosity of the world and that shapes the way they see the world Mm -hmm. and that's they be they want to be part of a world that's generous and kind and loving and I love thinking about the fact that I'm helping shape their brains helping shape their neuro connections um, to see the world positively because yes it's a sinful fallen world but it's also the world God created to be beautiful Mm -hmm. and there's so much goodness and his creation is good and all the people in this world God loves very much and so if we can help through homeschool slash through spending lots of time with our kids slash being home together as a family unit if we can help shape their worldview to be one that is loving and generous and kind and that's to me so important and such a vital part of why I went to homeschool if you send your kids off and this again it's not to shame anyone um, it's to help you think what are your value systems what do you value and does your life right now align with achieving those values so I've definitely heard people say you know I send my kids to public school on purpose because I want them to be salt the salt and light of the world which sounds really nice and biblical and I disagree with it I really do do you really feel that way or are you just like you know what I'm saying yeah not you but the person well, who I've, says well I've heard I've heard pastors say okay. it so I think they genuinely believe that their little children are supposed to go out and be the salt and light of the world and I think that's a misuse of scripture in that um Jesus told his disciples like his adult adult <laughs> he told his adult disciples to go out and be the salt and light of the world and children it's almost like they're like a they're a protected class for a reason you know what i mean children are considered vulnerable for a reason they don't have the same comprehension or decision making skills or influence that adults have they are very formative they're in their formative years they are very malleable they are very um gullible and if you think that your eight-year-old is going out to be the salt and light of of their third grade classroom um you're wrong (laughs) not to say your eight-year-old isn't sweet and kind and lovely and you are just pouring into them and but the world will shape them more than they will shape the world they just will when they're young pouring into them now in these shaping years Mm -hmm. you know the the things the values that you want them to have and then you know praying over it a ton Mm-hmm. and then sending them out to be the salt there's a difference when uh, in culture too mm-hmm. for example i follow i love megan fox unlocked on youtube she's been talking about her a lot i just she has a podcast that i love mm-hmm. she and her i think her cousin have a chatty podcast similar to ours and i, I just definitely thought you were talking about the other megan fox the first time you told me about her and i'm like megan <laughs> fox is not a mennonite she is <laughs> i'm pretty sure like <laughs> Not, yeah, she's not a Mennonite. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this Mennonite Christian woman I follow on YouTube, Megan Fox Unlocked. <laughs> you have to put the unlocked or who knows what's going to come up. And 
she and her cousin and most of the people in their community all send their kids to public school. Yeah. Because their public schools are very pure. They just are. Their culture is pure. Mm -hmm. They all, their whole entire culture, their whole entire community has similar value systems, Mm -hmm. has this same belief system so you can trust that your kids are going into an environment where they will be shaped positively yeah i swear i feel like i've heard people say that about even like our small towns public school though oh that's they're lying to you don't do it no (laughs) our small town haven't you maybe heard that before though like i swear people are like um well i'm sure there's just such a small yeah like no there are still teenagers doing drugs in the bathroom (laughs) so i'm sure there's a different i'm sure a small town public school is better than like an inner city chicago public school so there is a spectrum here but it depends on your school too so you just have to use wisdom yeah because bottom line where i live there isn't a public school i'd be comfortable sending my kids to Mm -hmm. being comfortable in that knowing that they won't be indoctrinated with values and belief systems that we don't agree with mm-hmm. um, because my neighborhood I mean I have neighbors who uh, this young woman across the street she has I think a nine-year-old and 11-year-old girl and boy and the girl comes home asking her mom if she, mom am I a lesbian because all the girls at school say that I probably am like like what on earth that's rough that's right here in our quote-unquote small town Mm -hmm. and she said all her friends all identify as non-binary or or all these other things and so you're just putting you're you're sending your kids into the lion's den depending Mm -hmm. on what school it is and just don't bury your head in the sand about it Mm -hmm. i think that is what happens a lot too i think that you just choose to not think about it or choose to say well god's gonna protect my kid which yeah he will but at the same time faith without works is dead our our culture is drastically different than it was 25 years ago Mm -hmm. drastically different if you go into a public library you will see that i mean i take my i don't know how often you guys go to the library but Mm -hmm. um the public libraries near me it is i mean you can just glance around the room and there are all these value systems that don't align with what we believe and even in the children's section especially in the children's section i have to you know we have to pick over what we're okay with bringing home um because it is so infiltrated into our culture yeah it's shocking to me so shocking if you value a biblical worldview public library system is no longer safe not at all Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's i don't know that it will ever not be shocking (laughs) (laughs) and that's the thing we i want my kids to see the sin of the world and be shocked Mm -hmm. and if they see it day in and day out day in and day out as normal it will no longer be shocking Mm -hmm. you'll become numb to it yes and very accepting of it and while i love genuinely love all people Mm -hmm. genuinely believe all people are created in god's or created in god's image and are highly valuable Mm -hmm. um human sin 
all human sin and some humans choose to live in sin that is absolutely directly defiant of the God who I love Mm. and worship and obey. And if my kids see the, the sin as normal, it's just the culture we're growing up in right now that we're raising our kids in we're having to navigate something our parents did not yeah because you just like we were just saying if you tolerate it and i'm putting that in quotes but if you tolerate it then it becomes like normal and that's a a tough thing for me to say because we interact with people who don't believe the way we do every single day Mm -hmm. we have close friends we have people who we love very much and I don't hold them to a biblical standard because they don't believe in God right they're not answering to him yes so we have friends and family who we love who don't um, either don't believe in God or are choosing not to obey God And that's their choice. And so I don't hold them to any sort of biblical standard. Mm -hmm. But I hold my children to a biblical standard Mm -hmm. because they are my offspring. And I want to instill in them a love and a fear and a worship and an honor of God Mm -hmm. that's important to me. And so I feel like, too, for me, though, this is the way I feel like I know that my kids belong to Jesus before they belong to me. Mm -hmm. Like he literally just gifted them to me here on this earth. Mm on loan like they're his and he loves them even more than you yeah which is just Mm mind-blowing i was just thinking about that yesterday but it is it's the truth so better do it right (laughs) that's kind of how i feel (laughs) okay wait where were we because i thought we were talking about homeschool and then all of a sudden (laughs) all of a sudden we're like way in left field about the indoctrination of this world oh my word okay so i think we were talking about skill building (laughs) According to my notes, we were talking about uh-huh. skill building uh-huh. and how we want our kids to learn how to raise chickens. Yeah. And so then don't we just take like... your kid to the library <laughs> as the skill building. You need to know. Get some but, chickens, but don't honestly, take them to the library. You value skill building and homesteading. I've always uh, value skill building entrepreneurship. And you, if you have a desire to homeschool, might value skill building in like community activism or something like there's all these different things that um you can rally with your children to learn together and to be a family unit and to um just build the family culture you want instead of being a victim to like whatever happens happens Sometimes I just get really passionate and I'm like, oh, yeah, she does. I know. I wonder if we'll ever be able to monetize on YouTube because of the things that we say. We, YouTube yeah. might be deleting our videos. <laughs> just it's just, it's tough. It's so tough being, I mean, most of you watching probably don't have a podcast. This is brand new to us. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be authentic to what we feel like God wants us to say. Mm-hmm. Um, into just who we are and and our beliefs yes into who we are but we're in such a shocking time where if you even talk about your belief system not affirming someone else's belief system that it's hate speech I mean it's it's, I don't even know I'm so confused about how to navigate the space because 
um, our hearts are that I'm telling you, we love people. Yeah. And if person. you, if you know Jesus and you have, you are know, walking with mm-hmm. him, then you can't not love people. Yeah. Like that's the bottom line. You can't mm-hmm. not love everyone, mm-hmm. but at the same time, sin is sin in general. Mm-hmm. And you just, it's sad that it's turned into like, you hate somebody mm-hmm. telling you, I don't hate you, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just, that's a weird time. And it's the best time to homeschool where mm-hmm. we can try our best to preserve these values for the next generation mm-hmm. because yeah. the public school system needs to just be, it needs to start over. Mm-hmm. It's, that's another thing. It's a modern phenomenon having yeah. a public school system. People think homeschooling is weird. Homeschooling is how it's always been. Mm-hmm. If anything, it was small little schoolhouses with like a few collection of families sending their kids to be taught. We're Why back to our roots. Yes. So if my husband and I want a family dynamic where I don't work so I can serve my home and my family, why would I also send my kids into a system that was created so that the man and the woman could both work mm-hmm. out of the home? Yeah. So that's a good point. Uh, food for thought. Just food for <laughs> thought, you know. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about, I mean, this has been through it all. This in- is incorporated in every part of our reasons why. But specifically the time freedom. Yeah. The time freedom of homeschooling. Yeah. And we definitely touched on this, the last point, a little bit, just um, with the family dynamics. Mm -hmm. But time freedom was huge for us because even though we live very differently than you and Drew live, um, we still just, I don't, for instance, yesterday was our little girl's birthday. And she really wanted to go shopping with her Gigi for her birthday. And you would have had to, like, check her out of school. And so, and that's just not, that wasn't attainable for us. So mm-hmm. we did school in the morning. And then she went shopping with Gigi. And it was mm-hmm. just great. Um, but it's just, like, um, us coming over here. We spend a lot of time over here with y'all. And if our kids were in school, that wouldn't happen. That absolutely wouldn't happen. It, it couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, it's a time freedom thing for us. And this is a little bit of a tangent and uh, you may have to cut this out, but, um, it's also just a, like, not wanting, like, my kids are mine. Nobody gets a say and when they're going to be in school or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It all sounds a little spicy, but I really do feel that way. Like my kid, I have an office calling me right now. Like, why is your kid not in school i love i mean there's all these if you're in the homeschool instagram world you've definitely seen the memes where it's like what what party all the kids are back in school like we finally have our playgrounds mm-hmm. back we finally have our theme parks back and it's honestly true like we love going to the zoo on a thursday morning like best thing ever the worst thing ever is going to the zoo on saturday morning <laughs> like seriously mm-hmm. we love going on vacation when kids are still in school we love doing family outings when kids are when kids are in school i walk my kids to the park our neighborhood park is so much fun when kids are in school and when kids are out of school it's like a zoo i mean mm-hmm. it is absolutely insanity and it is so fun being able to experience the world not being overcrowded mm. and the community amenities just it's like a homeschooler's dreamland well to... we need to stop talking about this because then everyone's going to pull their kid out of school and it's going <laughs> to well that spe- also speaks to what i wanted to, i didn't want to forget to say this we are speaking to the people who want to hear this yeah we're not trying to convince people who 
have different value systems than us. We're not trying to convince people who love public school or can't stand their kids being home. Like, we're not speaking to those people. We're speaking to the women um, who have a little itching, a little tickling at their heart. Like, God, I feel like God might be wanting this for me and my family, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't do it. Or I feel like I shouldn't do it. Or I feel all this pressure. Or I feel like I have to know it all. Like we're speaking to the people who want to. So um, our pastor Sunday said, when people ask me what I do, and I'm speaking as a pastor. When people ask me what I do, I tell them I love to tell people about Jesus who want to hear about Jesus. Do you? Mm -hmm. And that stuck with me because it applies to so many different things. Like. I want to talk to people about homeschooling who want to hear about homeschooling. Right. Do you? If we think we're going to convince people who aren't ready to hear it about anything, we're playing God. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah, shoving something. You've heard the the quote, shoving something down someone's throat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not, it's playing God, like you said. Yeah. And so I think <clears throat> God is supernatural and it and molds people's hearts to be receptive to things at different times in their life and I just want to be there as kind of a vessel of him to speak truth into someone's life who wants to hear it Mm -hmm. um and if anything that we ever say makes you mad or makes you want to become a keyboard warrior against us then um our message isn't for you bottom line yeah okay so our final point today is Which this... I hate that. I just want to like mention 10 I know. more she, points. She's very passionate. I know. Um, is the safety aspect of homeschooling and or sending your kid to public school versus homeschooling. Disclaimer, my husband is uh, went to public school forever. He is shocked that we're homeschooling. Um, but it was him who made the decision. It was him who said like okay I think we need to do this and it's because of the safety aspect um of just the things that are going on in this country schools aren't safe they're not safe and it doesn't matter if you're going to a private school or a public school our daughter was in a private school and there were still lots of safety concerns so his whole thought process on it was why risk it mm-hmm. um you can we live in a very small town. Our daughter, our daughter went to a small private Christian school, um, and it's still there was still um, things going on. So it doesn't matter. Um, it's just the the way that the country is right now and the way that the world's going. So his whole viewpoint was: it's like I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to risk anything happening to our kids. So that's why I want to homeschool. He doesn't care about any of the other stuff. Another thing when it comes to the safety aspect is not only, I mean, the statistics are low that something would happen in your school to your kid. But if it does happen in your school to your kid, like statistics don't matter. Right. Like it has horribly and forever affected your life. And we all know what we're talking about when we say, you know, something horrible happening in schools. I know for a fact, my husband and I haven't talked about this, but he... He personally wouldn't be okay with sending his kids to be protected by a system that refuses to protect them hmm. in, in a practical way. So it's one thing if you send your you kids... You know what she's trying to say, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> it's one thing if you send your kids to a school where there are three strapped 
ex-military veterans who if something did happen they would literally be hunting down that person and taking them out Mm -hmm. but to send them into a school system that it's like a gun-free zone Mm -hmm. um so if something bad does happen your kids are literally sitting ducks because they refuse to protect them in a practical way is insanity to me Mm -hmm. um and i don't know where you live maybe you do have ex-military armed people protecting your kids but where we live i haven't heard of it Mm -hmm. and if anything it might be like a security guard with the is it called a baton you know like and a taser like come on we are a family (laughs) who protects ourselves with second amendment rights and so it would never be an option to us to put our kids into a system that refuses to use those rights to protect them Mm. yeah it's just it the whole all of it is wild and i think that like something that people struggle to let themselves think about is this is as bad as it sounds this is how the world is now Mm -hmm. um and you can't just not think about it because or just hope it doesn't happen because it's happening we just weren't willing to take that risk Mm -hmm. we said enough is enough and i don't think it should be your primary reason to homeschool Mm -hmm. because the lord does not want us to live in fear yeah and there are all sorts of risky situations we as humans put ourselves in and put our kids in like driving a car down the interstate and Mm -hmm. flying in an airplane and eating fast food (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously like the lord does not want us to live in fear we do not want you to live in fear. We want you to make empowered decisions related to your kid's education, related to your family dynamics, related to your family culture. Mm-hmm. And there are so many positive and edifying and encouraging reasons to homeschool that have nothing to do with safety or fear or mm-hmm. the negatives of home of public schooling. Oh my goodness, so many positive reasons to homeschool. Mm-hmm. And I think some people are just kind of stuck in the cogwheel of, like, this is what we do. We need both of our incomes. Um, and just start to think a little creatively. Like, how could you and your husband make money from home to where you could alternate watching the kids? Or how could you, if you're both still working full-time, um, maybe do like a co-op situation with other families that are biblically-based families who are in situ- similar situations mm-hmm. than you, like... There are so many creative ways you could homeschool. Yeah. I've heard of single moms homeschooling. Maybe the grandma watches the kids for a few hours while the mom goes and works, and then she comes home and homeschools. Like, so many valuable reasons to homeschool and so many different ways you could do it. I think it is. It kind of aligns with the saying, if there really is a will, then usually there's a way, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, so you don't believe in the saying, if there's a will, there's well, a way. I tried to make it a little nicer because <laughs> so I know that people are going to be like, the saying goes where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And you're like, where there's a will, there's usually a way. <laughs> I was trying to make it nicer. Another thing about homeschooling. I think if God has placed this, this desire, or I think if you have a desire to homeschool, I do think it's God's will. Mm-hmm. I just do. Why would God not want families to be together and schooling in a way that's been for thousands of years, right? Mm -hmm. Just because we live in this culture where public school is normal, don't feel locked into it like it's the only way to do it. Because like you said, where there's a will, there is a way. There's almost a way. (laughs) And 
if you have desire on your heart to be a stay-at-home mom or to homeschool your kids mm-hmm. or to become self-sufficient like those things do line up with god's will mm-hmm. so it's frustrating sometimes to hear people say like god's will might be for me to do the exact opposite of the desires of my heart like no god places desires on your heart mm-hmm. and if they align with the bible then that is god's will mm-hmm. does yeah, that make we, sense we definitely overcomplicate things a yes. lot and it's just like mary said if it's aligning with his word if it's good and holy and just and all of those things and then it's your desire here's your sign yes <laughs> so think about it pray about it if nothing else you've heard the perspective about from yeah. two kooks who you totally disagree with <laughs> that's fine at least it was entertaining <laughs> oh got heavy there for a minute yeah. uh, we'll probably chop up some of that so it <laughs> goes by a little quicker we we really got off on the safety tangent it goes back to and i actually wanted to say this a couple episodes ago my life has so drastically changed in my opinions about things and all of that and that has been a total god thing so if you're not feeling or aligning maybe with what we're talking about or whatever that's fine like there's no judgment zero judgment but just lean in a little bit to and listen to what he's saying because um, you'd be shocked to where you'd find yourself in a year. You really would. The way Olivia's lifestyle and mindset has changed in the last year, mm-hmm. it's drastic. Yeah. And it's encouraging to me. And it reminds me that the mission of our podcast is not to convince everyone to live like we do and think like we do. Mm-hmm. The mission of our podcast isn't to encourage Christian stay-at-home moms to pursue excellence in motherhood while pursuing the Lord or while serving the Lord and their families well. Mm-hmm. That's a very specific person that we're talking yeah. to. We're trying to encourage those women. We're not trying to convince all women. Yeah. And it's it's encouraged me. Like watching yeah. them back, it encourages me. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope it encourages other people. Yeah. And we hope you come back week after week. Please subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting platform. You can go connect with us on Instagram. We have yet to like really get in the Instagram game because just editing and all. It's been a lot doing this podcast, Mm -hmm. but I think over time we'll really get into our rhythm and Mm -hmm. we really want to start connecting with real women who want to build a community of edifying biblical values and so please follow us on Instagram and at over time, we'll get a little commu- more communicative there. We mm-hmm. need to just learn how to get on stories. I know. It's hard. We tried to start doing it on podcast recording days and it's just, just kind of, yeah. The people, we'll who, the people who are on stories every day, yeah. that is Kudos. a skill. That's a skill yeah. mm-hmm. because the one day I tried to do stories, I just, I guess I well, way overthought it. Maybe looking back in a year, we'll be like, oh. That was so funny watching us overthink Instagram stories and maybe we'll be professionals. But right now it's extremely intimidating. Also, make sure, I don't know if we said this last episode, but make sure that you're messaging us privately on Instagram, um, your prayer requests. We really want to pray for y'all. I had a couple people reach out after last week's episode and just tell us how encouraging it was. And we've, I've been able to start kind of praying over them and some of their stories and things like that. But we really want to pray for y'all. We, I mean, it's it's huge mm-hmm. to me. So message us privately mm-hmm. um, or comment, whatever, you know, is easier for you. 
there's been several DMs I've also seen and the women I've been chatting with, I really have been praying for you and mm-hmm. praying for your situations and specifically praying for the hardships that you've been going through. And it's really been helping strengthen yeah. my faith and my walk with the Lord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It really has be like helped strengthen my faith and my walk with the Lord to feel like I'm really help contributing to his kingdom through prayer um, because to be honest I never really have before mm-hmm. I've prayed for the immediate direct needs in my own life or the people just close to me um, and it's so edifying to mm-hmm. pray for women who you don't hardly even know and know that your prayers are being heard yeah by God to help in another woman's life yeah and we're gonna come back in a year and we're just gonna see how god moved and i'm so excited i would love to i would love to create some sort of like prayer wall like maybe Mm -hmm. here in the podcast room where we can start putting up the prayer requests of um the women who start connecting with us we'd have to think it through to see how we could do it in the confidential way obviously Mm -hmm. um Maybe it would be uh, like we could do index cards with the prayer request on one side and then the identifying details on the back or something mm-hmm. to where we could be pulling it off the wall and, and praying, but then it's a little bit more confidential. But just some way to where we can feel like the presence of God in this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this room is an absolute disaster. There's no presence of God in this room right now. Oh, so <laughs> this kidding. side of the room looks adorable in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like, we've set it mm-hmm. up all cute for the video podcast. But that side of the room is absolutely making me a stress muffin. <laughs> like, I can't even come up in this room other than podcast recording times because I get so stressed in this room. But I vote we clean it up. <laughs> and then we're going to make a prayer wall. And some sort of prayer wall. Like, yeah. I would love that. I think the lord would love that mm-hmm. um because we really are wanting to build a community of women supporting other women to stand firm against the world yeah. and to stand firm in their biblical value systems um and i'm just trying to think through ways to in practicality do that yeah and like i said i think if we could come back in a year and just see how god answered those prayers mm-hmm. it would just be so good leave us a review please yes. on your podcasting platform i think apple podcast is the best place to leave a review if you feel so called to leave some nice words about one or two of the episodes that you've listened to we would so appreciate that um and thanks for tuning in today (laughs) thanks for joining us in our conversation hopefully it came across fun and encouraging without judgment uh, but really this just we're passionate about homeschooling. Mm. I'm so excited to do it. <laughs> I can't wait to maybe bring you guys along as my kids get older and as I really get into homeschooling. Maybe we'll be friends in a year and yeah. in, in four years, in five years, whenever mm. I really get deep in homeschooling. Maybe I'll have a few more kids by then. Mm. And we'll just, we'll just all grow together. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. going to be awesome. So fun. <laughs> so we are related by marriage we're related in christ join us each week as we chat all things related to motherhood